listening to the Adam and Kyle podcast, where we hope to ignite inspiration through seeking the extraordinary and the ordinary. We will bring you episodes where we will let you in on our decades-long journey as friends and have conversations with guests about their passions, learning through lived experiences, and what challenges and excites them. Also, listen for bonus episodes that revolve around our shared love for music as we take a deep dive into our favorite bands, albums, and what we're spinning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Enjoy the show. Uh, welcome back, everyone. So uh, now that we've taken the spotlight off me for a little bit, um, I get to ask Adam some questions. So yes. um, as, as we grew up, you kind of alluded to Chelsea being the one that got away for so long. And, and, and the last time, our last episode we had, we kind of talked about how you you would kind of had feelings for her for a long time before anything ever happened. Mm-hmm. So in adulthood, uh, what contributed to you and her coming together? Um, how do you think you contributed to your starting dating? And what about her contributed to you guys starting to date? Part of it is like circumstance. Um, and like part of it's a little bit luck and part of it's a little bit coincidence. I'm going to try not to like go full detail right off the hop because um you have you have some other questions for me that will kind of um that all kind of tie into this it's kind of hard to (laughs) split up exactly what to what to talk to say right off the bat but um yeah i mean like i said in the previous episode like from basically right from the moment i met her it was just there was just that like yeah that's something about her um and referring to her as like the one that got away is kind of more so i guess through like our um like through my dating life and her dating life uh before we actually got together there was um there's lots of periods where we would um where we would talk and and be like in communication constantly, like all day, every day. Um, and that was usually when, um, we were both single, I think. Okay. And then, um, so I think there's like, there's always been something there. Um, I think it was way more, way more there for me in the beginning than it was for her. And then I think that kind of grew for her over time. Um, but yeah, so then we, we would talk and we would talk every day and then like one of us would start seeing someone and then like the talking would basically stop. Right. And then once again, <laughs> we'd become single again and then we'd start talking again. And that kind of, that happened, I think probably like maybe three or four times to be honest. Oh, wow. Um, right on. So quite a bit. So yeah, when I when I say like it's a little bit circumstance or a little bit luck um, and coincidence, um, right before right before Chelsea and I got together, when we started dating, uh, she was actually planning on moving to Toronto for school. Um, okay. And like, I guess she wasn't even planning. Like, she full on moved. Like, she had like all of her stuff packed up. Her mom and her drove all the way to Toronto and they were like looking at apartments and then something which I can totally understand because I've I've done a move like this too but when she got there and 
got to like the apartment and got to the city, she just like something clicked in her and she was just like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. Right. And right. she ended up moving back. And then when she moved back, it was that, it was that summer that we got together. So oh, wow. there's like, there's a chance that this may not have happened if she decided to move to Toronto. Potentially. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, if you're someone that believes in fate, I think I believe in fate. I, I just kind of firmly believe that somewhere down the line that it still would have happened, but it would have been delayed for sure. But that was, that was kind of like a big part of, of what led to us uh, getting together. So in terms of like what contributed to us starting dating and what about her kind of contributed to that? I'll get, I'll get a little bit more in depth to that a little bit as, as our conversation goes along. Cause there's kind of, I don't want to be like a timeline yeah. j- jumper here. <laughs> I mean, we, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter, but like <laughs> that was like one, that was like a pretty major event, like her moving back that led to this, this whole thing. Okay, no, that's that's cool. It's interesting the the fate conversation because I actually i I do believe in fate, but very very softly. Like kind of mm. to your point that it would have happened, just it might have been down the road. Like mm-hmm. I think that there's events that we're destined to go through um, to learn, but what that exactly like the event might not be the same every time. The uh, the the person involved might not be the same every time. Like so, something's directing what our learnings are supposed to be, but how that actually comes together, I don't think is fate driven. It's more choice driven. Right. Um. So I guess, uh, like, with you guys having talked a bunch when you were single and kind of connected, and then, it, like you say, it, it took four times of that kind of cycle to happen. Hmm. What do you think, um, I guess, what, like, was there an experience between other relationships and getting together with Chelsea that led to you guys finally getting together? Like, was it a specific event that changed your approach or maybe like a series of events that led to personal change that allowed you to come together? Like, what, what hmm. made the fourth or fifth time uh, a point where you guys actually decided to start dating and not just talk and then start seeing other people? Yeah, I, I guess there wasn't necessarily a specific event that led to us getting together it was more so it was more so like a series of experiences i would say okay i've i definitely believe and i've and i've told i've told my wife this before that like that if we would have started dating any any of those times earlier i i don't think it would have necessarily worked out right so there's kind of like your your fake conversation coming back because I just wasn't wasn't ready. There was there was always a part of me that um like especially as I got older that felt that if we had started dating that it would have turned into something very serious and potentially marriage. Okay. And that that feeling had kind of always been there. Yeah, like after high school when like I was dating other people then and then those things broke off and then we would and then Chelsea and I would start 
talking again, it was then that those kind of feelings kind of started solidifying. But at the same time, there was obviously something that like held me back from pursuing that because it definitely wasn't that I didn't want to. But like, obviously, when I was single during those times, I could have easily like asked her out on a date or or, like tried to pursue her. Mm -hmm. But there was a reason why I didn't. And I think that just in the back of my head, upon like reflecting on this for for this, it was just like I there was, I think that it just wasn't ready for for that because I knew I think in the back of my head that like if I pursue this girl, this I think this is what it's going to turn into, and yeah, when I was younger, I just I don't think I was ready for. Um, like a commitment like that. So, okay. Yeah. So I guess, it, uh, <laughs> I guess it's just more so a series of experiences and like, yeah, it all kind of ties into like those relationships that I had after high school all kind of set me up for, I guess for her and for like being a husband and right. Like we've been talking about these last couple episodes, just like taking those taking those experiences and learning from them and applying them to all your future relationships. So I guess I would say that not necessarily a series of events, more so a series of, of experiences with my dating relationships. Cool. If that makes sense. So would you say (laughs) it, it does make sense actually. So I just, uh, um, would you say then all the times where you guys were talking and those feelings started to redevelop, Mm -hmm. Did were you as introspective at that time? So as like, did you make a conscious choice not to pursue it, or were you just basically trusting your gut and kind of winging it, for lack of a better term? Yeah, I'd say it was more so a, a conscious decision not to pursue it, and just for okay. that very for that very reason of me feeling like I wouldn't be ready for what it could potentially turn into. So it's, it's a little interesting how it played out because like I don't, I don't want to say I. I don't want to say I necessarily led Chelsea on when I was single and we would we were like talking like it was a texting relationship. I think maybe we got together like a few times here and there, but like we just talked a lot over over message and yeah, I wouldn't say I like necessarily led her on, but we would definitely like yeah, we were we were just talking nonstop, and I think it got to a point where it where it it was get really close to where I would feel like, Oh yeah, I could probably ask her out now and she would say yes. <laughs> but <laughs> then I guess to put it bluntly, like another girl would come along and not necessarily that it was like better, but it was just like, again, that feeling of like, I just don't think I'm ready to pursue this. And mm-hmm. this, 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 person comes along and it might it's I guess easier and then I would start dating that person and then yeah we wouldn't talk again right and then it would end and then we would talk again and so like I guess looking back on it when I was thinking about it I guess it's kind of in hindsight it's kind of a shitty thing to do I guess to be honest because I don't know exactly how that felt for her on on her end uh for Chelsea yeah upon reflecting on it, it was maybe kind of A little bit like, yeah, like stringing her along kind of thing. And then 
it would stop and then it'd start up again and stop and then start up hmm. again. So that's interesting. I'm I'm not sure that it's a uh, um a negative thing because it sounds like it, it doesn't sound like you were ghosting her or anything like that. Like it just sounds mm-hmm. like you were reconnecting as friends and and while you had feelings um you weren't ready to pursue them and i don't think that that's a, a negative thing by any means and obviously it's worked out for the two of you and, and I, I don't know what <laughs> chelsea feels about any of that or like i it's, mm-hmm. i'd be curious to know if she even actually realized that that was happening like i'm actually interested in in, in knowing that but uh yeah i, I think, think i think she did and yeah. i mean it didn't start out that way like well, when we would reconnect it was it was for that purpose of like like we're catching up like it had been few months or something or a few weeks or right and i think it always started that way for for both of us and i think that more so it stayed that way for her um and then it was it was more so me that it led into like well i really like this person and i can see myself with this person and then i'll just back off right well, I mean, it's a scary choice. Like when you see that as your future, that's that's a pretty scary choice. And and I mean, not everyone um, like it. Your situation is by no means a uh, a common one. So <laughs> where, yeah. where you guys you guys <laughs> obviously reconnect, like obviously got married after after years of kind of mm-hmm. reentering each other's lives. That's that's not a common situation. But I feel right. like if if that was something that you suspected would happen and you weren't ready for it. I don't think that there's any issues with making choices that reflect those, those feelings. Like until you're ready, Mm -hmm. you can't make that leap. Right. Right. Because obviously that leap did turn into a marriage for you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's interesting. So what, uh, we, we kind of touched on this a little, or the second part of this question a little bit, but, uh, the first part Mm -hmm. of the question is what was your actual first date? Mm-hmm. and 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 how did you know when you moved from like reconnecting catching up to knowing that you would pursue a romantic relationship like how did you know that that time was different i guess our first get together i don't know if i'd call it a date because it again it wasn't set up as a date it was more set up as uh we're we're reconnecting and and just um catching up again right and yeah it was pretty quick after the after the non move to toronto but again, what was interesting is I'll preface by saying that she was back in town and I, I honestly can't remember who initiated this. I think, I actually think it was her, but again, she came back into town. We were, we started talking again, nonstop. Right. And then we finally decided to get together and we went out for brunch one day. Um, and yeah, we're just catching up, but before all that happened, I was actually seeing someone else again at that time. Okay. Right. So I had met someone at a at a friend of mine's wedding, and it was um, and she was great, and I like really liked her. And we, I didn't, I don't think we actually like officially were like, like I didn't do the whole like officially ask her to be my girlfriend kind of thing, but we. We went on a few dates and she was definitely someone that I could uh, uh, not see myself marry, but like, I was like, this could, this could easily go somewhere. It was, it was going really well. And then, and then of course, Chelsea kind of came back into the picture and then um, Chelsea and I started talking and then we went on that, 
on that brunch thing and, and got together and caught up. And it was after that brunch, I was walking back to where I was staying at the time. And it was like just one of those things where I guess it was kind of like a little bit of a revelation. And I was just like, like all those feelings kind of like exploded back. And I was thinking about it that day. And I remember being like, I remember being like, if I'm, if I want to actually pursue this relationship with Chelsea, there was something in me that told me that I had to do it now. And then if I didn't do it, it would never happen. And I can't, I can't fully explain what that, what that was or how that feeling came into my, (laughs) my mind. But I guess I was just, I was put into another situation where like I was with someone at the time it was going really well. And if, um, if I kind of just like did that routine again of like catching up with Chelsea and we started like connecting again and then I was like, well, I'm with this other person. So bye. I just kind of felt that (laughs) I kind of felt that that would be the end of Chelsea. And I, I was like, I was like, I don't think she would put up with that again. Right. And at the time we were, uh, how old was I? How old am I now? I was 20. I was 20. I was 24, I believe. Or 23. Anyway. Yeah. After that encounter, I just, I had this, I had that feeling and I was just like, either I, I end the things with this current person and start pursuing, pursuing Chelsea or it's never going to happen. And so yeah, obviously after that, Chelsea and I kind of, we kept talking and I think it was only about uh, like three or four days later that I got together with this one girl and I just told her straight up, I was like, there's, there's a person that I, I kind of explained to her what I'm explaining to you now, just like our little situation. And I was okay. like, there's this person that has has come back into my life and I'm going to <laughs> pursue that. And then I <laughs> and like broke things off with her. Okay. And she was, she was really understanding about it. It seemed. That's good. Cause like I said, we weren't like seeing each other for too long. It might've right. been like a month or two. I can't really remember, but that was, that was kind of like the big turning point where, yeah, I just had that basically kind of like that epiphany. And I was just like, I've got to end things and pursue this now, or I, I don't think it'll ever happen. So I did. <laughs> That's fascinating. It sounds like you've got a pretty good uh, gut instinct when it comes to this stuff. Um, it, it seems like it's pretty clear for you when that happens, like that epiphany. It's that's, that's mm-hmm. pretty, that's, a, that's incredible. Uh, I I know for me personally, like sometimes my, I find myself overthinking my gut instinct sometimes. And uh, so my gut mm-hmm. instinct gets a little clouded or, or noisy. So I've been working on that. Well, obviously through relationships and stuff and learning totally what's what, what my gut is saying. Cause I think most times you can trust your gut. Yeah, I think so too, for sure. Yeah. So I think, I think all that to say that kind of that all attributed to us deciding to pursue a romantic relationship because I think the more we hung out the 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 more serious it got and it got 
fairly serious pretty quick between Chelsea and I. Right. Well, there's a lot of history there too, right? Yeah, exactly. And I do remember, yeah, and I do remember telling her um, at one point, like pretty soon into us dating that, that this whole thing happened with that person and, and this is what I told that person and this is why. Um, so I think Chelsea knew like fairly early on that I think my intentions were pretty, were pretty clear. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't like, <laughs> I'm going to like, this is going to turn into marriage, but I was like, this is, I'm like committed to you pretty much right off the bat. For sure. Well, and the fact that a conversation like that, that early on, um, in addition to all your history, but the fact that Chelsea was obviously on board with continuing on after that, um, goes to show that I, th- I think that she had a lot of strong feelings too. And women obviously showed feelings mm-hmm. totally different than men. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, her, her not being scared away like a deer <laughs> when you start talking about commitment and start talking yeah. about that kind of feeling is a, a pretty good indication that she was into you. Well, that, and the fact mm-hmm. that you got married. <laughs> yeah. That that's a pretty clear indication, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. For some uh, reason, it just took me forever to propose because I think we had known for a while before I actually proposed that like we were going to end up getting engaged and getting married. Um, one of the things that was that was interesting is that once we started dating, we actually we started like officially dating like in January of 2014, and okay. once again we were so we were together for a while, and then she applied for school out in Trinity in BC for that or to start that semester. So like that September. Right. So we did. um, So yeah, we were, we were together from like January to September, like in the same city in Calgary. And then we were basically long distance up until from that September up until we got engaged essentially. Yeah, I remember you guys were long distance for a while and yeah. That's uh goes to show the strength of the relationship again that you can make it through the long distance thing. Yeah, that sucked. <laughs> and now we're in the yeah. middle of the exact opposite of long distance. <laughs> and it doesn't suck. <laughs> no, that's good actually. Well, that actually kind of uh answers a little bit of a question a little further on here, but yeah. uh, um I'm curious. So in, in your experience, how is married life compared to when you were dating? Uh, and the reason I ask is like marriage seems to be a subject today. That's people seem to be moving away from, or like against altogether, like the institution of marriage. Um, I'm not one of those people, but I'm just curious, like what would Mm -hmm. you say to those people based on your experience of, of marriage with uh, a a woman that is so Mm -hmm. clearly very compatible with you? I mean, before I, uh, before I answer, I was just kind of more, I was curious about, I was curious about how you got to the, or how you came to the conclusion that, because I don't dis- necessarily disagree with you. I'm just more so curious as to your, your thought process and and what out there is making you, making you see that some people are, like moving away from. The that idea of marriage. I was just curious as what what kind of, what you've kind of seen or heard. Yeah, absolutely, and and again, like, I, um. I'm definitely not one of those people. Like I, I believe in, in, in marriage and I believe committing your, your life to, to a partner mm-hmm. uh, is pretty important to start a family. Um, yeah. I think 
what I see though is I see lots of relationships that end up just getting to a state of common law and then they just choose mm-hmm. not to get married or I see lots of relationships where um couples are basically committed to each other and committed to each other long term but they just refuse to get a marriage certificate I see lots of mm-hmm. um actually I recently went to a wedding that they didn't sign a marriage certificate they um I went to the wedding over a year ago and they just signed the marriage certificate six or last week Hmm. Um, because they weren't ready to commit to each other under the law, even though they had gone through the ceremony. So it's just, there's lots of different perspectives on, on the institution totally. as itself. And, and I don't know the extent of them or even where these people are coming from, but I'm just curious hmm. on, uh, yeah, your kind of perspective on that. Yeah. I wonder what holds people back from that. I mean, I guess like I'll, I'll in my kind of. In my kind of spiel I'm about to give you, I, I guess like everyone is different and, and different things are more important to different people. But yeah, I wonder what that, what the reasoning is behind that. I mean, it, I just would be more interesting to kind of like talk to those people because mm-hmm. absolutely, it's like, yeah. where what's the difference, right? Between being like common law. I know what the difference is legally wise, but like, what's the difference in your in like their emotional state that's like, well, I know I love this person. I know I'm going to be with this person forever. Some of them even have kids together, that's but it's right. like, yeah. no, I don't want to sign a certificate that legally says we're married. Well, and I, I think that they would ask you the same question. Like, what's the difference? Uh, like, it, they would, you know, like yeah. just to play devil's advocate. Like, I, I don't know yeah. the answer, but <laughs> I think it honestly just comes down to God, just different things are more important to different people. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> um, but I guess to like answer your question, I mean, married life and dating life is a lot of it's the same, but a lot of it is different also. I mean, besides like some of the obvious stuff that like once you're married, you like you live with that person and you do taxes together. Do ta- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and like share everything together. Um, having shared bank accounts is, is very nice. Um so, um, so that's a plus. <laughs> but I mean, when you're like, from my perspective, like when you're, when you're dating someone and especially if it's someone that you see a future with, I think when, yeah, when you're dating, you're, you're like always working towards maybe like progressing that relationship um, and progressing it up to a point where like, you get married or engaged or common law or, or any sort of thing like that. When, when you're dating someone, there's like that, there's kind of like that extra effort to kind of like go above and beyond and like impress them and like shower them with gifts. And like, you want to be like extra affectionate. Like I, I think things are kind of not overblown, but I think people tend to go, um, I guess above and beyond is what I would try and say. And like a a lot of your focus goes into that relationship. And so, but when you're, when you're married, like, I think the key to, again, for me, don't want to speak for everyone else out there, but for me, I think marriage requires a lot of those same things. So I think for some people, I'm going to keep hammering home the point that everyone's different. This is just mainly, this is all my experience but 
I think for some, like being married to that person that you love and want to spend the rest of your life with, I kind of feel like that can be a pinnacle for some people. And that can be like the pinnacle of a relationship in that, like once you make that commitment, it can't really go much further than that. And so being married means to, I think you kind of have to just lose that, that idea of like, this is as far as it can go. And I think you can just keep your relationship um, growing and you're still going to constantly like be learning new stuff about each other. And I think part of it too, is just like people throughout their lives, whether they're single or not, people can change, whether it be like small changes or drastic changes. And I think part of being married is learning to, I guess, adapt to how people change. Mm. Nice. I don't think, I don't think Chelsea or I have changed too, too much since we've been, since we've been married. But you know, the biggest thing I think is just that you want to, or I've felt that you, you want to carry that, that idea of when you're dating someone, like you want to go above and beyond, you want to try and impress them. You want to do this and that to kind of make them like you more or fall in love with you more. Um, and I think that's an important thing to bring to marriage as well, because it comes down to just complacency. You don't want to be, I think that's how, again, not an expert by any means, but I think that's how some relationships can start to suffer is if one of the, one of the people or both kind of start to become complacent and that effort isn't in there anymore. Right. And that's been a really important uh, thing that I've learned is just that, that constant, maybe not constant, but that effort that is really important, I think to put in and like, like you, like I still want to like try and, and, and impress her and like even little things like, one thing that I really appreciate about her is she, she as uh, Chelsea never wears like, <laughs> it sounds silly, but she never wears like raggedy clothes or like sweatpants and stuff around the house. She mentions right, that yeah. like, she always wants to like look cute. Oh yeah. Whether it, that's, whether that, it's, that's really nice. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's for me or even just for, for her, like mm-hmm. she's been working from home for the last, well, since the pandemic and like, she's still, gets up and gets all dressed up to go on zoom chats because just mentally too, for her, right. She Mm. feels better if she feels like she looks better, which I totally understand. I guess that's a long winded answer of, (laughs) of, I guess what married life is like compared to dating and to the people that say that they're maybe like against it or not sure of it. Um, I mean, based on my experience, um, a kind of a silly way to sum it up is just like, if you think about, and we can, we can speak from this from experience sort of, (laughs) but if you think about, if you think about like when you were growing up, like you'd go over to your best friend's house and have like sleepovers and like you'd hang out overnight and how much fun that was. Yeah. Being married is like having a sleepover with your best friend, but every day. (laughs) is how I would put it. 
Shot Podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Song Productions. Phoenix Song Productions is an AV system provider and integrator specializing in live sound production and recording. Phoenix Song Productions also offers technical consultations, permanent installations, and rentals. Phoenix Song's newest offerings include live streaming consultations, on-site audio and video recording, as well as technical and creative education. Check our website at www.phoenixsongproductions.com for the next education or entertainment event. Follow us on social media. Check the show notes below for links to our website and all of our social pages. To kind of summarize everything you just said, as well as some of the stuff I said earlier, one of the analogies that I've been told before. Is this um, another Kyleism coming? It, 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 it's not a phrase that sums it up, but more of just an analogy that's a pretty good visual. But uh, if you imagine your your life as a cup or your happiness or your love or whatever as a cup, I'm sure you've heard this analogy, but it's your responsibility mm-hmm. to fill that cup up for yourself. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm responsible for making myself happy. I'm responsible for making myself feel loved. I'm responsible for making myself feel valued. Right. When you get into a relationship, that relationship gets its own cup. And basically everything that you do above and beyond keeping yourself your own cup full is filling up that cup. And when that mm. cup is full, that's when your relationship is happiest. And so marriage doesn't just make the cup go away. Marriage just, it keeps the cup. So staying, right. keeping that uh, ability to go above and beyond and keep that cup full, I think is what creates the, the happiest and uh, most, most team oriented mm-hmm. marriages. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely important to you as someone that, um, like you mentioned before of someone that you're looking for, like, being with that person that um like really like can be your champion and always build you up and and challenge you Mm -hmm. because that's been a really really good part of that of of being married is that I felt like maybe throughout my throughout my life a bit I didn't necessarily have a lot of people that would do that for me and I've mentioned right. to you in previous conversations and even in this even in this podcast that like I'm a I'm a person that needs that push sometimes and mm-hmm. having someone that gives you that push or just obviously just wants the the best for you has been um yeah really good for me personally so cool uh this is a, a question that you asked me earlier that I just wanted to tag on here. Um, but mm-hmm. are you and Chelsea, have you guys ever talked about having kids? Like, are you guys intending on starting a family or what's your thoughts around that? We've talked about it. No intentions to start one. It's more so like we're, we're more, it's more important to us to have that time together. And with her being in yeah the school, like the entire time we've been married, um, like we really want to like, we really want to travel when we can, hopefully, <laughs> and um, do a bunch of things that you wouldn't necessarily be able to do with the child. Right. And so, yeah, like we've talked about it. Neither of us are very keen on the idea. Okay. Um, it's not completely out of the question. Yeah. It's definitely a big change. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. But actually, going back to what I kind of asked you about, like, 
like surrogacy or adoption, I think that if we did decide to have a kid one day, we might go the adoption route instead of the, the au naturel way. Oh, interesting. But yeah, it's definitely not in the plans for the next little while. Okay. No, that's uh, sorry to throw that one on you. So no, that's okay. Uh, no, how... once you get once you get married, you get asked that question all the time. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, yeah. When, when like, are the kids oh, coming? When are you having kids? And it's like, well, you, people don't get married just to have kids. You no, can have a, I know. You that's, can have a kid whenever you want. <laughs> that's right. Essentially, it's that's such a, a cultural pressure that I don't think is really well founded. Like, like you say, mm-hmm. you're not getting married to have a kid, even though culture tells you that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, which is an interesting idea. This is kind of another topic for another day, but it's it's kind of interesting that culture just decided that it's a woman's purpose to have a child and have a family. Yeah, it's uh like you say it's it's a different discussion for for, for sure and I think it's motivated by a number of things both uh p- politically, financially and um biologically. I think mm-hmm. are the motivations behind that. Well, jot that. That's it's a very interesting conversation. We'll jot that down for another topic for another day because there's there's a lot you could we could dive oh, into yeah, we there could, for sure. We could dissect it for another another hour and a half or more. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, Adam, how has uh how has the pandemic affected your relationship? How has it helped your relationship grow, or what challenges have you guys had to overcome, um, because of the pandemic? I mean, the, it hasn't really affected too much. I would say. In that, like, I mean, we both just, like, enjoy being around each other. And it hasn't really felt like we've been, like, we've been forced to be around each other. Even though, I guess, in a way we have with just having to quarantine and try and stay away from people as much as possible in the last year. But I wouldn't say it, like, the pandemic itself has has changed anything. I mean, it's cool. been it's been stressful just in the sense of like because of this, I haven't been able to work. And so I've been home all the time. And she's been like doing her PhD and been working from home every day of the week. So I mean, it's been stressful that way. But in terms of like our actual relationship, it hasn't like it hasn't really put a strain the the i would say the pandemic hasn't really put a strain on on our relationship it's more been the the stresses the stresses of like me not working and her always working that's right. been that's been tough but what's also kind of what's also kind of like incredible is that in the last well like through almost 5 years of marriage if you can believe it Five years this October. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but over the course of, of that time being married and even like our over two years of dating, we've, there's like, there hasn't been a single time where we've like had a yelling, screaming match with each other. That's incredible. I, th- I think like just from an outside perspective, that really goes to show that you guys have really kind of nailed down the it's you against the problem kind of mentality versus you against each other yeah and i mean she's i mean it helps that she's like the most understanding person that i've ever met 
I mean, like, and I'm also pretty easygoing by nature too, but yeah, she's just really taught me to like talk through things and work through things. I mean, that is her job. So (laughs) for sure. So I think that's been important, like during this, during this time when we've been around each other so much is that, and that kind of goes back to my previous point of, of like that, the effort that goes into maintaining like a healthy marriage relationship is just right. like that, that open um, chain of communication and stuff like that. But I think what's been, I think what's been maybe a not not hard on me, but thing I guess the little thing that's been like tough is that like sh- with her with her PhD, it's been really sh- it's like it, it's an insane amount of work. I wouldn't recommend anyone getting their PhD. <laughs> it's just like it's crazy how much work she's been putting into this, right? And it's been really stressful for her. And yeah, it probably doesn't help that I'm also not working and we're stuck in this city where like like you can't necessarily go out anywhere and even if you do go out there's nothing to do here <laughs> I, th- I think if not, not to retract your earlier statement i think a lot of that's to do with the pandemic because i've got lots of family in winnipeg and it's a pretty cultural city as well but it's uh definitely quiet right now totally so i think what's been tough for me is it's like i've been trying to like constantly like encourage her and and like reassure her that this is the right thing to be doing and building her up and trying to get her to, or trying to like come up with things to look forward to and stuff like that. So, and I guess in a sense that that can become a little repetitive in a sense. And I mean, she's really strong. She's really resilient and she just works so hard. And I know that she also can like find value in that encouragement and, and affirmation from me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I said, it's not necessarily something I've been struggling with. It's just kind of falls into that, that idea of like, there's certain situations where you need to work. Like you need to have those things and, and work at things to kind of keep, uh, keep that relationship healthy. Right. And I think in relationships, like you mentioned, that it's a little bit repetitive. I think in relationships in particular and in in any relationship, whether it's romantic or or, uh, non-romantic, platonic, but uh, Mm -hmm. that repetitivity to build someone up, I don't think comes across to the other person as repetitive. I think that there is a lot of value in hearing that over and over again, because while it's our responsibility to tell ourselves that, of course, you need to be pretty resilient to continue telling yourself that when you keep getting beaten down. So to have other people yeah. tell you that is definitely a value add, even if it's mm-hmm. repetitive. And I'd feel the same way too. Absolutely. So. Yep. Yep. So to kind of bounce off of that, um, I was wondering what uh, pandemic dating life has been like for you and like, how has that, I'm sure it's changed over the last year and a bit of how you've kind of approached uh, mm-hmm. approach to like uh, seeking someone out if you are seeking. So mm-hmm. what has that kind of been like for you? Uh, it's definitely been interesting. Um, I've typically, and I'm kind of going to jump forward uh, from, from what your, one of your questions here, but I typically mm-hmm. meet people 
uh, in person. I've, I've typically right. most of my relationships or, or strong relationships have been met through people and so through social events, whether it's been at a party or whether it's been at a, a wedding or wh- whatever the case may be, but, mm-hmm. um, or even through work or whatever. Um, so the biggest thing that the pandemic has changed is it's kind of required me to go into the online dating world. Right. And, uh, it's a scary place. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I would you say there's plenty of fish out there? <laughs> yeah. So much <laughs> that I'd have to use a tinder to start a fire to cook them all. Yeah. There you go. Is that, is that, uh, okay. <laughs> I like, I liked that. Good. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> online dating is, uh, <laughs> it's interesting. And, and I think the reason that I say that is it's really hard to, in my opinion, to get a feel for a person before you meet them. Oh, and so totally. these, yeah. these online personas, it's, it's happened a few times where um, I've gotten an impression of who someone is and we've really hit it off talking online. And, and obviously um, I've learned through this process that that doesn't really mean much. You actually have to go on a date before you can even tell anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but the pandemic, of course, didn't only stop social events, but it also closed all of the venues, which are typical for like an actual date. Right. And so, uh, a lot of times last summer, my dates ended up being walks around wherever, or I've done uh, video dates, mm-hmm. I've done online dates, mm-hmm. which those are awkward. <laughs> like meeting someone <laughs> for the first time via video camera is, is difficult because yeah. there's there's nothing to really pad the silence i'll say right like Mm because when you're when you're meeting someone new like there's bound to be silence there's bad bound to be awkwardness but when you're doing it online there's nothing to distract you You can't the server doesn't come up and offer you drinks the band doesn't start playing a song there's right there's nothing else outside of your video call to really talk about right so Mm -hmm. it posed a few challenges and so that's why i actually switched to doing walks and coffee dates Mm -hmm. and that worked really well up until the winter um <laughs> then the right. winter yeah the winter i was actually seeing someone um more seriously um mm-hmm. so i i actually taken myself off of tinder uh for a number of reasons when i started seeing this girl uh one of them being that uh, the pandemic has a lot of risks uh as well just in terms of transmission and and who you see and so right. i i made the choice and i was very and i i made it clear about my choice and, and she was on the same page that uh um, we, we kind of called it pandemic exclusive. Like there was no pressure on it, but like, right. <laughs> but yeah. like, let's, let's be real about this. And so, mm-hmm. um, but because it was such a new relationship, there or a, a new, um, yeah, a new relationship. It was, there's still the kind of venue type woes that were involved in that. So we, we really struggled to come up with a good solution on what to do for a date and what to do mm-hmm. when we saw each other, because, um, you know, going going over to each other's places and making dinner, watching a movie, and going for a walk that gets old pretty quick. And then right. there's no other venues to go to, and so um, that ended up that relationship ended up ending for different reasons. But that's just kind of some of the experiences I've had in in dating in the hmm. pandemic. And so, um, yeah, it's uh for me personally, like I said, I, I alluded to it earlier. I definitely prefer meeting people in person um when you go to a party and you meet through friends of friends or whatever you meet through work you kind of get a really good feel for the person before you express your interest and i find that it's a lot more natural of a flow of a relationship 
Oh yeah, I I would agree. I mean, I've never I've never tried dating online and like I was in a relationship before like Tinder was a thing. So right. Yeah, I can I can only imagine, but yeah, I would I think I'd be the same way. I wouldn't I feel like there's just something different about meeting people in person than there is online for sure that's right yeah so i've 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 been online for a bit i haven't been on in a, a while now a few months because i've got other stuff going on in my life and i just decided that it wasn't worth it i'd i'd gone on a bunch of first dates some of them turned into seconds but some of them were just like duds that could have not been dates in the first place like because we would have known right off the echo that it wasn't gonna happen mm-hmm. and so i just decided I, i'm a busy enough person that i decided that it wasn't really worth my time in the short term because I am yeah. like I am happy on my own. I'm I'm not looking for someone to fill my life. I'm looking for someone to enhance it. So, yeah. If 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 there's no point in putting the effort in now until things open up again and I can meet someone naturally, then it doesn't really change my life, right? So, yeah. You want someone to make you happier? <laughs> yeah, because I'm already happy. <laughs> yeah. So so anyways, yeah, that was that's uh, interesting. Yeah. It's uh, it's been a it's been a time for sure. Um, some like an experience that I obviously could never have predicted online dating in a pandemic. So <laughs> it's mm-hmm. been being able to be uh, flexible and and malleable in in these mm-hmm. volatile times. Just to drop the 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 fuck I can't even say that word. To drop the thesaurus on the thesaurus. Yeah, that's a thesaurosaurus rex. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, today was uh, deep conversations on on both of our sides, and it was uh, we both got mm-hmm. a chance to sit in the spotlight here a bit. But uh, just as as we begin to wrap up, like I just want to say again, we've we've kind of said this with a few of our last episodes, but anyone that we've talked about directly or indirectly, um, we definitely don't mean any hard feelings, and we don't have any resentment or or even um, any anger held towards mm-hmm. that. The reason we're sharing them these stories is because um for one it is our story and like adam mentioned earlier we're trying to allow other people to learn from our experiences as well as uh it's good to talk them out and and kind of get other perspectives on them so um if if you were the topic of conversation today uh (laughs) just yeah just know that none, none of this is meant maliciously and and we definitely tried to maintain everyone's uh dignity in in all these stories because of course for sure we there's two sides to everything so exactly if there's is there anything else you want to go over or are you no i uh i I think that that's it for me today perfect yeah so thank you for everyone for for tuning in this is another bit of a longer episode but um i mean we probably could have gone into a lot more but this was one that was um important for us and obviously like a big chunk of our our lives um so thank you to everyone that uh sat through this and listened to this conversation as we dove into more of our dating relationships and like Kyle said at the beginning we're going to be starting to introduce guests here pretty soon we've got one lined up so um once Kyle's kind of done with the move and things like that. Yeah, we're going to be uh, starting to have some some guests on, which will be a lot of fun. Um, and as always, uh, you can email us with any questions if you want to be like those kids with the Oreos and just uh, 
<laughs> Give yeah, us be tips featured on or... our next episode. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, just get, hit us up with any questions, concerns, or comments you have. Um, we, like we said before, we like funny jokes. So if you want to tell us a, a joke, like a like a dry joke, like a, like stale bread. <laughs> See, I got it this week. You got Last it this week. week. A little slow, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or even suggest a, a band for us to highlight in, in uh, Here's What's Spinning episode. And we'll have one of those coming out next Thursday. So look for that. And then in our show notes below, we've added a, a Spotify playlist that um, we've put together that highlights those those uh, bands that we're highlighting in Here's What's Spinning. We've also started to kind of feature a new band every time we put out an episode for uh, like supporting those, those artists because Kyle and I firmly believe in supporting the supporting your favorite artists especially local ones mm-hmm. especially during these times when bands can't tour and you want to have your favorite bands continue to exist yeah um, when i can't go to a show to see a concert for a date because yeah. it's a pandemic <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yeah we've been adding uh links to certain bands websites um to their merch pages so you can go buy some merch buy some vinyl Buy some live streams, whatever helps to help your favorite artists um, stay active. And we hope that you're all staying safe out there, staying healthy. Um, We're almost through this, I think. So hopefully you all can get vaccinated here pretty soon. I'll be getting mine next week. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not booked yet, but uh, the... Well, here in Alberta, just fun fact for anyone out there who doesn't have their vaccine yet, but the prioritization of the vaccines is... Uh, it hinges on the fact that people are actually booking appointments. Oh. So there's actually pharmacies that have stock of vaccine, but no appointments. And so me being the bottom of the list for vaccine approval, but I can actually just call them up and just take one of those vaccines because I'm not waiting on anyone or I'm not hmm. taking anyone's place. Perfect. Yeah. So yeah, if you want, if you want that, go do that too. Hopefully Manitoba will catch up here. So yeah, that does that for us today thanks again for hanging out with us thanks for listening as always we really appreciate it and we'll uh see you again next week bye bye hello everyone it's kyle here thanks again for listening to today's podcast we hope you enjoyed yourself please take a second to follow us on all of our social media links to our pages and any other material we talked about today are in the show notes below Check back in next month for some additional conversation, laughs, and new music. And we wanted to give a big thank you to Adam's sister, Amanda Rishog, for designing our podcast cover image. She's a beautifully talented artist that has a tattoo shop here in Calgary called Living Prayer Tattoo. She specializes in fine line work, sacred geometry, and botanicals. Follow her online handle at Living Prayer Tattoo on Facebook and on Instagram, where you can find all of her work and booking information. And lastly, thanks again to Phoenix Song Productions for the continued technical and financial support, which helped make this podcast possible. We'll see you next time.